Hey y'all, you're listening to Naptime Investigations, a true crime podcast. What we're about to discuss is likely disturbing and contains mature content with the use of adult language and the occasional mom joke. Listener discretion is advised. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Taylor. We're just a couple of internet mom friends who like to talk about true crime and conspiracies when we can get our children to sleep. Thanks for being our kind of person and joining us to talk about what normal people think is inappropriate for small talk. Hey. Hello, we're back. This episode is going to be kind of different just because I think that this is our first episode outside of the U.S. I believe so. Right? Yeah. I think so. I'm going to say yes. We're just going to go. Know. We're going to go with it. It's the first episode outside of the U.S. So we're traveling to Australia. The land of the nope. Don't know what that means. <laughs> you've never seen, <laughs> you've no. never seen the horrifying pictures of why I'm never going to go to Australia. The land of the nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. The animals they have, they're legit like finding snakes in places where you don't want to find snakes like pumping your gas like a black snake instead of like the gas thing excuse it's me snake oh my god yes i will send you the pictures and i hope all of our listeners look it up if you do not know what i'm talking about literally australia is the land of the nope okay like, the people spiders the sides of our head ew yeah i'll send you pictures uh i feel like i heard somewhere that australia originally wasn't even supposed to be in like inhabitable probably (laughs) so those 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 of you that live there like you're doing it you're doing great i don't know how you do it (laughs) on what you're talking about but hard hold on it seems really beautiful though i'm gonna send you this link sorry but this is this sorry needed to be sent sorry i just needed it i love you um y'all was here for us before we were here for you (laughs) Today we are going to head over to Australia and we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Phoebe Hanstruck. Uh, Phoebe was born May 9th, 1986 in Melbourne, Australia to parents Natalie and Lynn. Those who knew Phoebe said that she was creative. She was like a vibrant soul, super passionate, um, she was, I read in a couple places that she was even an artist. She was very like into poetry and writing and stuff like that. So she was very in touch, I think, with her herself. And from what I can tell, she, she would have been like an empath. I love that. <laughs> okay. It sounds really shitty. I love that every case that we hire, like we, we hire, we cover is like, they were this, they were wonderful, blah, 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 blah. I swear to God, if I die, people are going to be like, she was a homebody. And <laughs> I mean, she didn't, she wasn't super nice. She didn't have empathy for anyone. She like, <laughs> never left her house. She never answered her phone. She liked to talk about dead people. I don't know. I, mean, I, I just, would not be this person. So it's safe to say that I probably won't die due to. Yeah a mysterious death or a murder of some sort so because i am i'm not the person that lights up a room (laughs) 
So if you do though, I'll cover, I'll keep the podcast going and I'll, I'll cover your case. And I will, I, I won't lie. I don't lie to the people. I will not. She She's was a, a procrastinator. Bit. She it just, I, I didn't really like her most of the time. Facts. This is true. Um, we keep know. her around because, you know, you, you're, you can't get rid of her. She's a leech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, yep. Okay. At least okay. I accept Sorry. this about myself. Well, yeah. Like, this is this is why we get along we meet each other where we're at like we are who we are this is who cool. we are so All phoebe right. good person not phoebe like was us. a very good person uh she was super athletic uh she played multiple different sports growing up she was also known to be a social butterfly so she was i can't relate i don't really like people but uh yeah she she was just like she was good people um around age 14 though phoebe began experiencing noticeable mood swings um she was said to have struggled from then on with depression and anxiety she also had from a very young age again started experiencing with or sorry from a very young age started experimenting with drugs and alcohol i'm uh i'm a little surprised that uh they were talking about it so you're you're, this was what early 90s since she was born in the 80s uh-huh um i feel like back then which i mean wasn't that long ago but talking about mental illness like depression and anxiety issues wasn't on the forefront of a lot of people's minds like it is today so well yes that's true however i think phoebe had somewhat of an advantage after noticing all of that with her she had began taking antidepressants to curb those mood swings and stuff like that but her father was a psychiatrist so while it's good that she got the help i feel like a lot of people her age wouldn't have sure that makes especially in this time frame yeah that makes a lot of sense they were probably um more hypersensitive to it as well you know noticing the signs and whatnot and even just accepting it because a lot of people don't think it's a thing or just think like, oh, you can take some deep breaths and then you don't have anxiety. Just especially, like, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. What? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, especially it's, back then. So yeah, if somebody has struggled, as somebody who struggles with depression and anxiety myself, like even today, the shit that you hear from people who don't struggle with it is obnoxious, and those who don't struggle with it just don't understand it, and that's okay. Like, just just be sensitive. To the fact that people struggle um so yeah even even though she started taking anti- antidepressants her father again as a psych- psychiatrist he wasn't actually on board with her taking those um it, it it didn't go into too much as to why but he just wasn't i think it was more of the coming to terms with the fact that his daughter was struggling is my guess but adding on to everything else Phoebe was said to have been super sensitive just overall. She was just a sensitive individual. Going back to, again, I think that she would have been an empath, but she struggled really, really hard with her parents' divorce. So on top of everything else that she's dealing with as an individual, she's having to struggle with her parents getting a divorce. And that's got What age was this? Like 14? Around 15. Yeah, so that's that's a hard age to deal with something like that. Around age 16 is when she started 
or I guess people around her started realizing that she was having a relationship or having relationships with older men. Um, she really liked older men. She was attracted to older men, which when you're older, you know, like as of like an adult age, it's not a bad thing. But at age 16, she was found to have been having a relationship with one of her teachers who was easily twice her age. I was just going to ask how old. So like older, older. And older. Like 20. No. Okay. That's still pedophilia. That's still pedophilia. But, um, <laughs> there is a difference between maybe like a 19, 20 right. year old, I guess, then a 40, 30. Right. Yeah. He was a teacher and again, easily twice her age. Gross. Uh, yeah. Very gross. But this is where I guess her road of being attracted to older man be- older men began. Wait, I'm really curious though. Like, did you have any, like all of my teachers that was in high school would, like they were legit, like old frumpy men. Like I'm kind of, <laughs> Bruh. Not that this is okay. I... I'm condoning it, but like I'm picturing all of my teachers. So okay, but there's I think there's a very very bold line between being attracted to one of your teachers and dating one of your teachers. Oh, yeah. so I I don't think that it's 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 hard to say like if if you're attracted to one of your teachers. I think that at least once in our life everybody's been there. I had in high school. I took a summer school class which is where I had met my best friend at the time Veronica between junior year and senior year and we had this summer school teacher who then went in to become like a full-time teacher at our school he was gorgeous gorgeous see I didn't have any of those at my school oh the regular old teachers at our school were, were not but this new guy that came in he was fine he was he's fine he's fine okay okay. beautiful no we maybe they they make them different in australia maybe this is true this is true did you ever have a teacher that looked like okay did you watch 90 day fiance yes yeah before the 90 days okay ed have you ever had any teachers that look like ed because i had plenty of teachers that looked like ed what really similar yeah let me look him up now ed maybe but like longer hair with a ponytail? Absolutely not. I had zero. <laughs> I had so many of them. Um, speaking of Ed, though, my friend, my friend that I grew up with, he just saw Ed on a plane, actually. Shut like, up. Like two weeks ago, he Snapchatted it. He literally was like 90 Day Fiance and I responded and was like, you're my best view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, you don't get it. You don't watch Sunday You don't get it. You don't get it. Oh, I lo- I'm obsessed with that show. Anyways, so Phoebe was known to have her demons. Again, she struggled or she, from, from a young age, she began experiment- experimenting with drugs and alcohol. But over time, she did begin to struggle with drugs and alcohol. She would be doing really, really well. And then would have long day benders with with friends once she was like older. Um, she was said to have utilized the drugs and alcohol to cope with her depression and anxiety. She was said to with her antidepressants antidepressants because she was taking them for so long. She would actually put herself on and off of them, which was never a good idea. So, how old are we talking about when we're talking about? Um experimenting with drugs and like drug use 
So she started that. It said that she began that around maybe 14, 15 years old using them and then just continued and it got worse from there. Okay. Yeah. So as she's older, she is when she would really, really be struggling with it. Again, she'd be gone for a couple of days, drinking with her friends, sleeping over at her friend's house, and then coming back, trying to do better. So she was trying to do better, but it's those demons get the better of you sometimes for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's, it's hard, and it's, no one will understand it unless they have gone through it. I have never been through it. However, like, I acknowledge that it takes a lot. And for sure. It is not literally just a, I don't want to do this anymore kind of thing most of the time. Right, exactly, exactly. Phoebe was said to have been close with her family, um, very close with both of her parents, regardless of the, of the divorce, um, but was particularly close with her grandmother, Jeanette, who I believe lived the closest to her at the time uh, when all of this goes down. So in 2009, when Phoebe was 23 years old, she began dating Anthony Hample, who was almost 40 years old, who goes by Ant. So I'm going to refer to him as Ant throughout this what Ooh. i know i don't love that he's referred to as aunt one I know. <laughs> two he's that's creepy i don't know very creepy date someone that much older than me it's kind of creepy but he so aunt, wait i do want to say judgment free zone though like if you're dating someone that that much older like as long as you're happy and you're yeah. good like you do it's just not for me it's not pedophilia it's not pedophilia yeah Uh, exactly yeah like happiness but not not my thing (laughs) not my thing something to kind of talk about is aunt is the son of a retired supreme court judge george hample and stepson of serving county court judge felicity hample i already don't like where this is going what did he do and how did he get off with it (laughs) I, I mean, like, I know how we got off with it because, like, hello, yeah, okay, Sorry. yeah. So Anthony and Phoebe dated about on and off for about five months before she moved into his apartment with him. His apartment was in Melbourne, in luxury high-rise apartment building on the twelfth floor. They were said to be somewhat of an odd couple, in the sense that, like, you just really wouldn't expect the two of them together they were really from just two different worlds and i mean i know that they say opposites attract but like they're just very different same my husband and i are so different in like every aspect of our lives this is true um so i get it again they were from two totally different worlds phoebe was like your average jeans and a t-shirt type of girl Whereas Anthony was always dressed up, social events with his older wealthy friends. Like, it was just very odd to see the two of them together. But from all accounts, they were happy. I'd be interested to see how she would, like, 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 I guess I would relate more to Phoebe. And I don't know Same. how to fit into that type of lifestyle. Like, I, I don't know. Like, well, right. And I'm glad that you bring that up because she actually really struggled with fitting into his lifestyle and being that she struggled with that caused her to turn more to alcohol and to drugs 
to overcome her social anxiety when they were around Anthony's friend. Mm-hmm. Like she really struggled with it. So I could see that. Yeah. So it, it was hard. She tried and he struggled with it in turn too, seeing obviously seeing her struggle with it, but using a coping mechanism, which he didn't agree with. Sure. And imposter syndrome is really hard to get over. And I, I can only imagine that's kind of what she's dealing with, you know, like, right. like she doesn't fit in there. She doesn't belong in there. Like all these people are people who she's just not like, you know, right. They have money, they have X, they have Y, they have Z. I don't have any of that. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then in turn, aunt had said many times that he didn't like Phoebe's friends either as they weren't a good influence on her and the struggles that she dealt with, which I can't say that I disagree, but at the same time, you know, if those are her friends, those are her friends, you should just encourage her to do better. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I get both sides of it, but like, I mean, if she's having addiction issues, she's probably hanging out with people who also have addiction issues. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly you're choosing that in a in a partner so Mm. right so aunt was very particular about certain things which was a huge struggle in their relationship phoebe liked somewhat of an organized mess oh goodness an organized mess whereas anthony preferred to have a house clean tidy essentially looking like nobody lived there like a hotel kind of i feel like i fall somewhere in between (laughs) in between that um their relationship seemed rather toxic uh they were very on and off like i said phoebe told her psychiatrist that anthony had consistently put her down over the littlest things made her feel stupid um and apparently this psychiatrist who let me just state was not her father she her father did not take her on as a patient legally i don't think you can do that but conflict of interest so different different psychiatrist um but this psychiatrist was concerned that phoebe was potentially suicidal over everything i mean constantly being put down by a person that really you look up to has got to be difficult yeah i mean i can imagine that and that sucks yeah yeah so Aunt and Phoebe, like I said, lived on the high-rise apartment complex Valencia on the 12th floor. Phoebe was said to have moved out and moved back in on several occasions throughout their relationship just due to various arguments. She was very, a very independent person and very, like, I, like uh, strong-willed, hard-headed almost, like, I'm going to leave, but also, like, she loved him, so she wanted to make it work, so see where that would be uh, difficult do you imagine having to move your crap into a 12 on the 12th floor like multiple times move in and out i'd be so upset dog i'm moving right now and i'm hiring people because i don't move myself yeah it's just no. upset. i couldn't imagine this was like the 90s so i imagine anyway hire sorry. people hire that's people my, that's what my fat ass is thinking it's it's like, like, well yeah there was an elevator okay i mean like so that's- but still have to fit things in an elevator to take it up so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know on december 2nd 2010 a maintenance worker went to the garbage room of the apartment complex to look for a broom but was unable to open the door to the room 
and was like pushing on it, pushing on it, trying to like figure out like what, what's blocking it and was finally able to look in and she found Phoebe's lifeless body, blood all around her laying on the floor, blocking the door. Mm. It was concluded that Phoebe had fallen feet first, 12 floors through the, the garbage chute from, from their unit. So wait, she fell directly into a garbage chute is what you're saying. That's what right now, that's what we're saying. That's what they said happened was that she, so the garbage chute, I don't know. Have you ever seen a garbage chute before? That's what I'm trying to picture. Okay. So garbage, no. So garbage chute generally in places like this is on the wall, a square on the wall that like goes over and drops down to the the main trash room area so she threw herself down the garbage chute from the 12th floor they're saying that she climbed in feet first and fell i'm just saying if i was going to commit suicide which i'm not suicidal i'm that is not put that out there i don't think i would climb into something where there's trash i'm saying do you want to smell all that before? I don't know. I just feel like there's other ways that she could have gone that were less smelly. Well, if that was really the case. Yeah, we will definitely dive into that a lot, a lot deeper. So yeah. I kind of want to jump back to the night before her body was found. That night before, Phoebe had sent a message to Len, her father, Anthony, aunt, her boss, her mother her brothers, her grandmother, and her stepfather, I believe. And I'm going to read you the text. Hi, family. I am in bed and about to sleep. And when I wake, I will transform into the most incredible human being you've ever seen. Not. I will go to the hospital. It's safer there. I hear the special tonight is tomato soup. Delicious, nutritious. I love you all very much, but not enough to send an individual text. Sorry about that. But time is sleep and I must be on my way. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. XO. Two questions. When was this? When was she found? So this text message, uh, 2010. Okay. Sorry. Still yeah. thought we were in the 90s and I was like, they're texting in the 90s? Okay. Um, <laughs> no really confused for a second yeah that that does not seem like she's lucid at all if that was sent by her yeah definitely not that next morning december the morning of december 2nd aunt left the house around 9 a.m after using the gym he'd returned home later that day around 6 p.m after work so on all accounts he's he's gone Aunt had a key fob, which you had to have to get into the apartment complex. Um, A key fob. Sometimes they say a swipe. So I don't know if that's like a card or if it's like one of those ones that you like badge in almost. Um, But regardless, you had to have that in order to get in um, and access the 12th floor where his apartment was. So like he would go in, he would go to the elevator, badge in, and it would only allow him access to the 12th floor um his so whenever he gets home he goes up to the 12th floor goes to his apartment his dog yoshi greeted him when he came inside 
and aunt saw the apartment was a mess which going back to how he liked things he was kind of like confused but seemed to dismiss it as if it were a mess from his dog which it from what i've read it's like nobody else could make a mess but his dog could and i'm like nobody can make a mess in my house <laughs> like nobody aunt had noticed phoebe's keys and purse both on the kitchen counter and there were tons of post-it notes on the counters with random scribblings it didn't really say what it was but just random notes aunt noted that the cleaner i guess uh like a maid that he had had just been there the previous day so the notes were new obviously the mess was new too well that's what i'm saying like why would you mention that but not like oh there was nothing there when i left the house this morning yeah you know like he never mentioned that which i thought was odd yeah i don't know yeah so he also noted a bunch of stuff on their bed which he referred to as a shrine and that's me quoting air quotes a shrine which consisted of photos of phoebe and aunt a photo of her cat and some more random notes oh wait wait he is saying that phoebe created a shrine with pictures Mm -hmm. is that what you're saying okay yeah i thought you were saying like he was just referring to the bed as a shrine and i was (laughs) freaked out by that i don't know no 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 that that'd be weird Uh, He also noted that there were candles in the house that were still burning and just thought it was odd, but again, didn't think too much about it. So at 6.51 p.m., Phoebe's father, Len, calls her phone. Now, this is kind of where it goes like a he said, she said type thing. Obviously, they're going based off of phone records here, at least uh, Phoebe's father was. Sure. Len says that Aunt answered her phone. Aunt says, no, 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 I didn't hear her phone, but I later called him on my phone as I thought, you know, he might have, she might have left to go meet Len. Wait, we have phone records. What did the phone records say? Len bases his information on her phone, her phone bill, her phone records saying show, I'm assuming showing that there was a conversation at this date from his phone to her phone that lasted so long. So that's my guess. Regardless of who called what, who called where the conversation was basically like, yeah, she's not here, but her stuff is here. So she can't be far Her stuff, meaning her purse her keys her wallet, her shoes, stuff like that. Her phone, obviously. Her cat. Her, well, no, her cat didn't live there. Where did her cat live? I believe with her parents. I'm offended that she left her cat. Same. Maybe Aunt was allergic to cats. I'm going to go with that. He was allergic to cats. That sounds familiar. So maybe. I'm, 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 I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out there. He was allergic to cats and she was not the type of person that would leave her cat. Right. Willingly. Right. So this statement combined with the odd text from Phoebe the night before worried him. The text worried her mother, obviously, but she was boarding a plane from a trip, I I think a work trip. So she called Phoebe's grandmother, Jeanette, and asked her to go and check or call or check in on Phoebe. At 10.53 a.m., Jeanette reaches out to Aunt to 
check on Phoebe. He tells her that he didn't see the text from the night before, but left her sleeping that morning. Um, but was like, yeah, I'll go by and check on her to make sure she's all right. I have questions. Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> so I'm, I'm confused. Wait, so Phoebe, the night before, when she sent the text message, was she at Aunt's house with Aunt in yeah. their apartment? Apparently. Aunt was also in that text message group, correct? Yes. Why is she texting all these people plus Aunt if she's with Aunt? That I don't know. That's confusing. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. If I'm sending a group text It's possible message. that he's sleeping and she's awake on her own. I guess. My guess is she was probably drinking something yeah definitely not lucid or sober or both right it's interesting for sure aunt says no i left her you know sleeping that morning but i'll go by and check on her to make sure she's all right jeanette then texts natalie who is phoebe's mom letting her know that phoebe was all right according to aunt and the aunt would go by make sure again she's okay back to the conversation between len phoebe's father and aunt Len suggested that Aunt Reporter is missing because none of this sounds like something's okay, right? And Aunt says, no, uh, not going to do that. They won't listen until after 48 hours anyways, and she'll be back by then. So from here, Len, Phoebe's father, again, starts ringing the alarms, calling everyone, hey, you know, if he's not going to help me, somebody's got to help me. We've got to find Phoebe. Yes. Yes, Len. Thank you. Thank you, Len. We appreciate you. We stand, Len. You the goat, man. So then later that night, around 8 p.m., Aunt orders dinner for one and rings the delivery person up to the 12th floor. When they arrived, the delivery person gets to the door and he's like, hey, dude, you know, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on downstairs? And it's like, what do you mean? And the guy says... The complex is swarming with with cops, firefighters, ambulance, stuff like that. And he's like, what? So he he goes downstairs and just, you know, to see what's going on. What? Mm -hmm. I would not do that. I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm sorry. I'll peep from my window, but that's about it. Yeah, even then, like, if someone can potentially see me, like, I'm not doing it. Mm Mm-mm. I would not walk down. Okay. No. Weird. Cool. So he goes downstairs to see what's going on. And the officers tell him that a woman's body has been found in the trash compactor room. What is Anne's response? Oh no, my girlfriend is missing. Could it be her? That is, I, I'm just confused. Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I don't love it. However, like in the moment anyone... I think I've kind of talked about this before. The moment anyone is like late or out of character or does anything different, it's like not normal. I'm like, they're dead. So I probably would be like, yep, that's, that's, that's okay. But I feel like that would be a reasonable expectation for like somebody like you and I to have that type of response. But from what I could gather, Ant wasn't that way. And it's just, it just seems very odd to me that that's his first. And honestly, like if my husband were to go missing, or he was acting erratic like Phoebe was I'd be like oh I mean he had just told Len oh she'll show up 
she'll be home later like my I'm never gonna think oh there's a body in there that's definitely my husband you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't know sure maybe in the back of my mind like oh my god is that her like oh my god who is it can I see them I haven't seen my husband blah 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 can I see them but oh no my girlfriend is missing could it be her hello but you didn't report her as missing I I struggle it's not a big deal it is a big deal okay so from there the police decide to follow aunt back up to his apartment to determine if it was phoebe you know ask him some identifying questions about like her tattoos and stuff like that photos you know stuff um the police noted that in the apartment there was broken glass and blood on the ground i'm sorry mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. broken glass and blood on the ground he was just chilling in that apartment and not cleaning up this mess. That he this made. entire, that's what I'm like, this entire time, literally, like, so he gets home at six, around 8.30 that night. That's like, what, two and a half hours? What was homeboy doing? If he's so anal about his, his home and the cleanliness of it, don't you think that he would be cleaning up blood and broken glass? on the ground like i don't understand i don't but instead he's ordering dinner and just chilling in the house like that's just so odd to me Hmm. i i can't so it doesn't make somebody guilty but like it's just odd (sighs) you're right it does not make someone guilty it doesn't make you but to the court of amanda (laughs) that mofo guilty guilty af uh so i have not said this yet i've been trying not to say it but i cannot stand a mess i am like obsessive about my house and i hate it and uh i clean up messes one as they're happening i'm like the person that cleans dishes sure uh but two i pick up my child's toys 20 times a day just for him to pull them right back out (laughs) because that's who i am as a person like that's how bad it is for me i will stay up in the middle of the night and it will keep me up in the middle of the night if my kitchen is not put back the same way it's supposed to be so you're telling me this man was a similar type of person but he left glass and blood in his house for two hours that's what i'm saying like especially if this him being so particular about how things are causing fights to the point where phoebe has left but then again like i don't what like why was he not why was he so hungry was he cleaning up a crime scene? Was he disposing a body and he worked up an appetite? Or, I mean, like, was he just a normal person and needed to eat dinner? Probably not. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah. The court of Amanda says no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But I, so. I feel like everything I just said didn't super make sense. And that was not a linear thought. But, like, I just. No, it made perfect sense to me. None of that. Just at, something is weird. Definitely. 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 You know, definitely proven beyond a reasonable doubt in the court of Amanda. <laughs> reasonable doubt is gone. Um, out uh, in the hallway on the 12th floor, again, where their apartment is, near the trash chute, they noted that there was blood on the floor there also. And on the door handle of the room leading into where the trash chute was. The police are like, meh, no big deal. They leave. And yeah, they're like, oh, okay, cool. 
Wait, there is an active crime scene with a dead woman, 12 floors below, and they thought zero things of the blood. Nothing. In the trash chute room. Nothing. The trash room. The trash, I don't know. The trash chute room. Trash chute room. That's what we're going with. Regardless. Even, (sighs) okay. Yep. I'm glad that cops in America aren't the only cops that suck. This is true. This is true. That does not make me feel better. No. It makes me feel, I don't know. Complacent. (laughs) So, yeah, the police leave. And from here, this is when Aunt starts to notify everyone. Not the police, but like Aunt starts to call everyone. Of what? That Phoebe's dead. That's at this point, we don't know it's Phoebe, right? No, no, no. He, they they knew. I'm sorry, and I should have clarified. Yes, we do know that it's Phoebe. They confirmed that the body was Phoebe, uh, based on identifying, yeah, uh, yeah, identifying tattoos and stuff like that to her body. So, I'm even more alarmed now because we know it's Phoebe. Mm-hmm. We know she that she lived there for. We know that there's blood in the apartment. We know that there's blood on this hallway yep. floor room. Yep. And we're not making it a crime scene. Nope. I, I don't. I don't wanna. <laughs> I, I don't wanna do. I just don't wanna do I this quit. anymore. So yeah, he starts calling everyone and telling them that Phoebe is dead. Did he mention it was suicide or like what, what I don't... was said at this time? I don't know. Just that they found Phoebe's body. So that is where I leave you with part one. Thanks, guys. I hope you're as upset as I am. The part two, we're going to get into the investigation itself as well as um, some inconsistencies with autopsy reports and personal accounts and stuff like that. And everything else in this case. Everything else. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Hate it here. Just another reason why Australia is the land of the nope. <laughs> we hope you join us every Monday for our weekly episode. And as an added bonus, we've deemed the first Sunday of every month as Serial Killer Sunday. So you can look forward to an extra long episode about our favorite serial killers once a month. Go follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcast. If you want us to cover one of your favorite cases, please send over your case suggestions via email at naptimeinvestigations at gmail.com or there is a link in our Instagram bio. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for joining this party. Bye. Bam.